Welcome to the Miss Teacher Mom podcast, where we seek to encourage and equip moms to raise their kids with eternity in mind. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to mention a Valentine's Day giveaway that we're hosting on our Instagram and Facebook pages. You can find that by searching Miss Teacher Mom. This week, we're giving away The Mission of Motherhood by Sally Clarkson, Homemaking by J.R. Miller, a canoe journal, and a weekly list notepad. One person will be chosen on February 14th, so you have plenty of time to enter the giveaway on our Instagram or Facebook page. Today, I'm really excited to chat with my friend, Candice York. We've been friends for several years, and today we're going to be talking about homemaking for the glory of God and the good of his people. Candice and her husband, Seth, have been married for almost 13 years, and they have four kiddos from 10 to 2 years old. Candice, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, so I really wanted to talk to you about homemaking because ever since I met you several years ago, I could tell that you really loved taking care of your home for the good of your family, for the sake of showing hospitality to others, and because you really saw it as a calling from the Lord. And I wanted to talk to you about that because I really think our culture really minimizes the value of caring for our homes. I think some people can get on board with the fact that caring for our children is important, though our culture is also wayward in that regard. But I think even more so, our culture does not value caring for our home. Um, yes, I would totally agree with that. And that I would, and, and even to add to that, I would say there's almost this proud of not caring for your home. And so that is a pitfall as well, but it's also a pitfall to fall into that you value caring for your home too much. Mm -hmm. Both of those extremes still point to self instead of pointing to the Lord. And so I love cleaning. It brings me joy. And I know (laughs) that puts me in like 1% of the population, but I just, I do. And so that has made housekeeping a little easier for me because I do enjoy it. But I would say like my, I usually tell people I love having people in my home and I want to do that as often and as easily as possible. And so I want my homemaking to be uh, at such a level that hospitality is not stressful, Um, but also to serve my family. And when you know, my husband had told me years and years ago, it was, it was several years ago, he had a just bananas crazy day at work. And when he came home, the house was picked up and tidy. And he said, this is so relaxing and relieving of my stress that I left a crazy day of work and I got to come into a calm home mm-hmm. and it just calms your mind. So much of our life happens in our home especially during COVID, that it should be a place that your family finds rest and finds just as a respite for them. But then also for, for weary people who come into your home, you know, and hospitality and entertaining are not the same. I don't want the goal of having people in my home to be to impress them but to, to love on them. Yeah. And I think that's so helpful because regardless of what your season looks like with COVID or without in regards to hospitality, 
we are called to love our neighbors and our, our closest neighbors are those living in our home. And I do think that the Lord calls us to take care of our home. He tells us that in Titus too, mm-hmm. that the older women are to teach younger women to take care of their homes, which means that God expects us to take care of our homes. And yes. I know that we can fall into the extreme or there could be moms listening in who are frustrated with what I'm saying, or they feel like we're adding a law that isn't there, or that we're saying you can't have anything out of place in your home. And if you looked around my house right now, you would see that that is not what I mean, because there are plenty of things that are technically out of place. But I do Mm -hmm. think the attitude of our hearts as we desire to submit to the Lord does include that he calls us to take care of our homes. And though our husbands play a role in that, and you and I can talk about what that practically looks like, it does seem in scriptures that in the scriptures that the Lord specifically and intentionally calls women to play a big role in the care for our homes. I know for me, I felt really convicted about this last summer, which is why I'm glad I'm talking to you about it because I was neglecting my home. I didn't think it was a big deal. I'm not naturally a tidy person, so I can see clothes scattered and things where they don't belong, and it does not bother me at all. I could care less. But I was really convicted by God's word that I am actually supposed to be taking care of my home. And in addition to that, my husband is really does care about things belonging where they go. So I saw it as an added need for me to love him well by keeping Mm. an orderly home, because at least for him, it especially matters maybe more than it does for other husbands. So Mm -hmm. I think we need to consider those God has given us as far as who we're married to. And I think it's more about our heart's attitude. Like you said, being a good steward of our home and like God's word says, where women are supposed to teach younger women to keep their homes. It's much more about our heart attitude and desire to take care of the home God has entrusted us to matters much more than if every single thing is put in its place and your house doesn't show a speck of dust. Absolutely. And I let uh, Proverbs 31 says that she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. You know, I know that there's like some cultural pushback that like, you know, this like rejecting women who take care of their homes and, you know, things like that, you know, or like the, the idea June- that that's valuable. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's like the rejection of like the June Cleaver standard of, you know, what women should be like. And so while scripture does not say explicitly that women are responsible for all of the cleaning tasks in a home, it does say it praises women. It, in Proverbs, the woman is praised for looking well to the ways of her household. Um, and then also, like you had mentioned in Titus, it says um, that the older women teach the younger women to be working at home. And so these are good things that the Lord has called us to do. Work preceded the fall. And so work is good. And so a couple things, there's always this like, okay, so what is the standard of, of housekeeping? Like how clean is clean enough? Or how far is too far of being too caring about perfectionism? And so there are two questions that I would encourage women who are struggling with this to ask themselves and their spouses. So number one, ask your husband, If I only did one thing in our home, as far as keeping our home goes, what would you want to be done? Would you rather have 
a really nice, well-cooked dinner? Or would you rather have the bathrooms are clean or there are no toys on the floor? You know, ask your husband, if you just did one thing, what would it be? There was a time in our lives that I was so proud of myself for cooking these really wonderful meals from scratch and lighting candles on the table and setting it with cloth napkins and just doing really fancy dinners. And then um, I, I did a class that was about uh, time management. And one of our homework assignments was to ask our husband, if I only did one thing, what would you do? And I was just so proud of myself because I was like, I already do it. I know what his answer is going to be. And so I asked him if I only did one thing, what it would be. He said, I would rather eat cereal every night for dinner, but the house to be tidy when I get home. And I was so <laughs> humbled. I was so humbled by that. And, you know, because my pride did precede my fall. <laughs> and so just ask your husband, what is one thing? The other thing to ask yourself for like the standard of your housekeeping is don't make your standards so high that it's impossible to have people over because it's never clean enough. But then don't let your standard be so low that you never have people over because it's not clean enough. And so find a balance that you would be comfortable entertaining people and maybe not spontaneously, but that you're not doing a mad dash every time before somebody comes over. And there are seasons and some are longer than others that are difficult. And so if you are in one of those seasons, and I've been in them myself, and ask for help. Mm. And I feel like this is something that women just feel like they don't have permission to do. But give yourself grace. Life is tough sometimes. Having a newborn or having a, a difficult child or um, your, your husband's in a season where he's working a lot more hours than is normal, or there's a family trauma going on, um, just any number of things, ask for help. My kids get so excited when we have those seasons. <laughs> I'm like, this is so hard right now. I just, I need help. But it's, they love when they know on every two sweet girl from church is going to come over and love on them and love on us. And so there is grace and ask for help. And that's not a shameful thing. Absolutely. Clearly for you, taking care of your home serves those who live in your home, but your family also prioritizes showing hospitality. Can you share why that's so important to your family? Well, one, the Bible does command us to show hospitality. And so we want to be obedient to the Lord, but also it is just over and over again, it's just been such a blessing to our family to be able to welcome people in. Yeah. I didn't realize until recently how much the Lord really does care about hospitality in his word. So I'd love to just chat about that for a few minutes. I mean, we see throughout the scriptures, people inviting others into their home, whether it was Abraham making a meal for the angel, whether it was um, throughout the New Testament where the church shared everything they had. The apostles, when as they traveled around and ministered to the different churches mm -hmm. that they would, and as they were evangelizing people, they would stay in someone's home. Yeah, and he'd mention the people who hosted him. A few other points that are, are really kind of surprising are the Bible tells us that if you're going to serve a widow or help a widow, it ought to be someone who 
was full of good works. And a lot of our good works are showing hospitality. And as moms, a lot of our good works are going to revolve around things that we can do in the home and bringing people into the home. Yes. Well, and just so much of, of growth and of healing and sanctification and accountability, those things happen in relationships Mm -hmm. and inviting people into the intimate places of your life. And so having people in your home, it allows you to get to know them in an intimate way, but it also allows for people to see who you are. Yes. And there's just a sense of intimacy around the kitchen Mm -hmm. table or in your living room that you're not going to get chatting at a grocery store or after church on a Sunday service. And I think it's really helpful to discern the needs of the people you want to serve, right? Yes. So if we have a single we're ministering to, we'll typically invite other people to come too so that they can get to know more people in the church. Or we had a couple struggling recently where we weren't sure, are they going to want to have serious conversation or are they just going to want a night to laugh and have fun and kind of forget what's going on? So we had both ready um, for whatever yeah. they needed. So I think it's helpful to know, like, like you mentioned, who are you inviting? Is this hospital triage situation? Is it a time for encouragement? Is it a time to connect where you can learn from one another? Is it you struggling, but you're going to show hospitality by receiving them into your home? So I think it's helpful to really prayerfully discern who it is that you're serving and how best you can show them hospitality. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And as we talk about hospitality and homekeeping in light of this podcast. Um, We know that the goal is to encourage and equip moms to raise their kids with eternity in mind. So I would love to know how hospitality blesses your children. Yeah, absolutely. Our kids love when people come over, like so much so that most of the time I don't tell them at all that anyone's coming because they're like, when are they going to be here? When are they going to be here? How much longer? Is it before lunch, after lunch? You know, can we have another snack? Are they going to be here for our snack? <laughs> so a lot of the times they'll hear a knock on the door and they're like, you didn't tell me someone was coming. But so many people play with our kids and they read books to them. And I'll never forget, uh, there was an intern one season that he is this massive guy. He's just like super tall football build, giant guy. And every time he would come over, he would play Barbies with our five-year-old. She was four at the time. And she still talks about that. But also in that book, Rosario Butterfield wrote, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. She mentioned that bringing people into your home whose lives are messy communicates to your kids that you're not afraid of mess. And that when they sin, because they will, that you're not afraid of that, that that won't catch you off guard or be something that's too overwhelming for you to walk through with them, that they will have seen the pattern of your life has been, you walked through yuck with people and you stuck with them and you pursued them even when they were not interested. And it shows your children that you will do the same for them. But also Lord willing in the future, when our children are you know, making decisions that they just need. They need to hear truth spoken to them from someone who's not their parent. They will remember the people who spent time in our home, that they have that relationship with, that they invested in them as a little kid. And they remember them being around and caring about them from their childhood. And my husband has said that that's been true for him, that when there were seasons that that he needed to hear truth spoken to him from someone who was not his parent, 
the people that his parents called on were people who spent time in their home whenever mm-hmm. he was younger and throughout his life. So hopefully we're, we're blessing our children in the future by building allies in our parenting now and making that investment now for someone who would be willing to come alongside us later. Absolutely. That's so encouraging. That's helpful. And it's a good reminder that every act of hospitality doesn't have to be the triage in hospital, right? We can surround our kids, yes, by people who are struggling and we're walking with and believers and unbelievers, but we can also be intentional about surrounding them around people who love Jesus, who are on fire for the Lord, who love him, who are building their lives on the solid rock that is Christ. So like you said, they have this, these memories and understanding like my parents are going to be there for me when I go through hard and when I make bad decisions, but they're also going to remember and experience a really great community of believers who love the Lord. So it's not like we're loner Christians. It's just us in this big, wide worldly worlds, but no, they're growing up to see that lots of people love Jesus. And like you said, they'll be able to go to them as they grow up. And I think we'd be surprised, um, or at least I've been surprised to see different people really invest in my kids. Like you mentioned, where they'll come over and they'll engage with the kids and play with them. And they're not only building relationships with us, but they're also building relationships with our kids too. And I think that's a really sweet blessing and a reminder for us when we're going to other people's homes to also invest in their children and not only invest in the adults in our midst. So I think that's a great reminder for us too on the giving end. Mm, Absolutely. So I'd love to get practical for a few minutes because you are so good at taking care of your home. As you mentioned, you love it and you really are gifted in that area. Um, I know you have a ministry or side hustle called Routine Refresh, so I'd love it if you can talk about that. I started the ministry from the encouragement of friends that housekeeping is just how my brain works, and it is the way that the Lord has gifted me. And so I created this to help women clean their homes in a more efficient way to their standard and to their lifestyle. And so with With Routine Refresh, I work one-on-one with you to create a custom cleaning routine that fits your home, your priorities, and your lifestyle. And so I just do, it's about an hour phone call. We do an intake survey, and then I will create a custom routine, and we will keep tweaking it until we find something that works for you and for your home. So for people who are interested, how can they find that? Uh, I have an Instagram page called Routine Refresh. Yeah, and just follow it along on Instagram and send me a message if you're interested. Great. Thank you. I hope that this has been encouraging to moms. And as we end this episode, I'd love to know if there's any wisdom or encouragement you'd like to share um, for moms who are seeking to raise their kids with eternity in mind. Yeah. So our pastor had preached a sermon a little while back that he talked about what is your aroma in Christ? And I want to live my life in such a way that the fragrance of my love for the Lord is sweet and that my children see that I love the Lord and that it encourages them to want to love the Lord as well. And so keeping a home while we are called to do it, it is a good work, but it's not the most important. And so I just want to love the Lord well, and I want my children to love the Lord as well. Mm, that's so encouraging and such a great reminder for us to keep that in perspective. Mm-hmm. Candace, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. 
You're doing a great job, Mom. Do you like my mom's podcast? Then tell all your friends so they can hear it too. Thank you.